So acknowledging out of the gate that it's not without its own problems to talk about God, we just heard a description of God as what? A cloud? A voice? A voice from all around them? Indicating something about Jesus Christ. Well, the Bible gives us all of this poetry and this metaphor. It gives us words in the absence of words, signs in the absence of signs. It gives us an aroma that foretells the taste of what God might be like, but it's not sufficient. So, like Peter, like all of our ancestors, we come up with our own metaphors, our own phrases for God. Water of life, king of creation, lord of lords, lover, holy one, Burning bush, tower of smoke, wind against the rocks, and the water within the rocks. Voice from on high, as we heard today. Also, a face hovering above the waters of chaos, whispering the words that make the world. And Hashem. Hashem. Simply the name. This makes skeptical people uncomfortable. I think because they want to pin us down on exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about God. Well, a lot of the time, the God that they are or we are most comfortable rejecting is a God that nobody really believes in in the first place. A, an old white man with a long white beard and a big white robe sitting on a golden throne. That's not God. That's Gandalf. Lay out on the lawn on a warm summer night beneath the stars. Let your body be the earth. And try to understand for a second that there isn't anything more than a single thread vibrating at different wavelengths. There's only one particle that exists before the waveform collapses and begins to grow at the speed of light. And that is God. And explain why that doesn't exist. Okay. Preachers don't like to get cosmic and philosophical and uncomfortable. It's easier to preach about Jesus. We understand Jesus. And that's what I do. Jesus is simpler. We know Jesus. Born a baby to poor peasants under questionable circumstances in a war-torn country under assault from a foreign tyrant. A Palestinian Jew living under the rule of Caesar. His dad was a contractor. His mom had a good sense of humor. He liked to eat fish. He liked good wine. And he liked riling up the fundamentalists. I can remember an important piece of advice I was given before my, um, my EC, Ecclesiastical Council, which is the $10 word for the speech they make you give before they let you be a preacher. The, uh, there was a lot of aging ministers at my EC. And the, the I think of them as old wizards. And the second oldest wizard came up to me before the thing, and he said, be careful here, Danison, because I know you. Um, he said, the oldest wizard is going to ask you a question. He's going to ask you, how do you know God? And this is what you say. He said, I know God because I know Jesus Christ. That's it. He said, don't say anything else. He said, don't don't go on your stuff about the stars and the wind between the stars or they're going to send you over to the Unitarians. I know God because I know Jesus Christ. 
So I preach Jesus. Jesus is easier to understand. Talking about God's like trying to draw words on the surface of a lake. Things become unclear. But today, as I am overcome by the pain that I am seeing take place in a nation that is not my own, I imagine God as a parent. Not a parent as a disciplinarian, but as a parent who weeps because all they want to do is draw order out of chaos and their children can do nothing but destroy. I know a lot of you have chaos in your lives. I know a lot of you have anxiety or depression or you have both, which I know is a very special kind of hell. But God watches over us. God was watching Jesus and Moses and Elijah and Peter and James before God spoke, before God arrested Peter's wild behavior and gave him instruction. Simply listen to my son. God is a parent at odds with the chaos in the world. Here's a Bible verse that we all know. This is a, in fact, this is the, I have, I have a high confidence and authority that this is the most well-read Bible verse ever um, because it's the, be- the beginning of the book. <laughs> everybody knows Genesis because everybody's like, I'm going to read the Bible this year. And they start with the beginning because they think that's the sensible thing to do. And they get to about chapter 8 or 9 when the begats begin begatting each other and then they're like, I'll read the Bible next year. Now, the first Bible verse, and the one that most people know, is this, from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the faces of the waters. And with words, with words, right? The rest of it goes on. With words, God coaxes order out of the chaos and turbulence. There's chaos and there's God's face above the water. Physicists will tell us that the condition of the universe bends always towards entropy, towards disorder, toward chaos, disunity, toward coldness, towards death. And the bonds between the atoms slowly dissolve. And when we watch the news, We seem to see that playing out before our very eyes. But in the face of this natural condition of the world, this trend towards chaos and anarchy, God speaks. And with words, with words, makes heat and love. God blows on the embers and coaxes things back towards light. The face of a parent over the face of of an infant. Well, there's a universe in your heart, and perhaps you need now to turn and find the face of God. Make some order out of your life. If you're a parent, you know what it's like to try to create order out of chaos. It's heartbreaking. But in little moments, we are bending toward order. You know what it's like to care for an infant? I can't find the baby powder. Let there be light. Oh, there it is. Why is this blanket wet? 
Why is everything wet? Well, let the waters be gathered into one place. Let the dry land appear. The dog is licking the baby again. Well, let the living creatures come forth according to their kind. <laughs> it's good. It's process. But it never ends for God. It never ends, this process. Because as the disorder of our life grows, God has given us a teacher. And today God has revealed who that teacher is to Peter and to James. God says to them, to us, God says to Nathan, this is my son. I chose him. Listen to him. That's God's instructions to a world at war, to a world in chaos, to an individual suffering from anxiety, depression. This is my son. Listen to him. But God, I am, I am terrified and overcome. God says, this is my son. Listen to him. But God, you don't understand what's going on in my life. This is my son. Listen to him. But I have to I'm so terrified to do my taxes this year. I don't even have the motivation to get started. God says, listen to him. Listen to him. God, I'm so unhappy. I just wish things in my family would get better. This is my son. Listen to him. My grandchildren never call. This is my son. Listen to him. All I want to do is drink beer, watch the news, and watch the world fall apart. God says, this is my son. Listen to him. God gave us Jesus Christ to continue to bring order out of the chaos of our lives. Jesus is the example. Jesus is the way. For Christians, Jesus is our Sabbath. Jesus is where we find rest. Just as God's breath blew over the face of an infant universe and began to speak the words that would make the worlds, Jesus speaks to our hearts, our living God, and teaches us how to live. And without God, without those words, without those precious words, we fall into madness and chaos and disorder. We fall back into what the Hebrew calls tohu wabohu, the condition of the cosmos before they were filled with the breath of life. Chaos and desolation. War. War is the utter absence of faith. War is atheism. The chaos of our communities, our nations, and all the little gods out there vying for our attention, there's no order there. The God whose breath is the force that fills creation has called for the healing of the world, the reconciliation of every single human being. That God, the true God, has sent the person, Jesus, to show us the way to live. The way that defies anxiety and chaos and war. And He is our heritage and our peace and our salvation. And He is our future. And God is our parent because God had worked to coax order from chaos and God will do this for each of us and we find the discipline in our hearts to listen to Jesus, to be still and listen, and then follow Him. Pray, Christians, for peace 
for Ukraine, for order and sanity, even as God's face hovers above the warring madness of the world, pray and witness for peace.